I'm very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product special of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product that you discovered. So every pageant girl has to have 45 pairs of nude heels in their closet. So, okay, I'm obviously exaggerating, but you need some solid nude heels in your closet. And one of my favorite brands is Jonathan Kane. So you may remember Jonathan Kane. He was Kane on um, Project Runway. So he was got, he got, got his name on that show and he is so involved in the pageant industry. But these suntan heels of his are a must have for pageant contestants. Yeah. And what's like age or division of competition do you feel like this heel works best for? So this heel is definitely geared toward older teens and above. Um, it does have a little bit of a platform. It's a very high pointy heel. Um, so it's definitely geared toward older demographics uh, because you just want to make sure that you're comfortable. Um, and it's definitely more geared towards swimsuit as well because it has a clear strap on the top. Um, so it makes your legs look super long. Um, and that's just what you want for fun fashion where you have super short shorts or in swimsuit when you have um, your bikini on. And it, is it good support wise if you're having to go up and down steps? So shockingly, when of, of all the high heels and the platforms that you see, the suntan actually is one of the most solid. It has about an inch and a half to two inch platform on the front. So the slope of the shoe is not as dramatic and it has a really solid toe strap as well as that clear strap around the ankle. So all of your major components of a solid shoe are there. That's great. And Okay, so what does it cost? What kind of special deal are you giving them and, and how can they find it? So you can find it by visiting Pageant Planet Shop and it is 25% off this week, which is very exciting. It is $149.99. So you can wear this though with any outfit during pageant week. It is one of your go-to staples because it is that suntan color, very versatile. Um, so it's worth it. And again, it's 25% off and you get free shipping and as always, free returns. Awesome. And then they can find it by just going to like backslash podcast. Is that how they find that? You can find it this week with that special pageantplanet.com backslash podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Steven. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the call. Today, Jesse, our queen of coaching, and myself, we are going to discuss how to use social media as a title holder. But before we get into the show, we really need to thank our sponsor, which is Shale K. And they have, they're a manufacturer, and if you're not familiar with them, Jesse, I do believe you have a Shale K in your closet right now. Yes. I do, and I love the quality, so cutting edge. And what I like most about Shale K right now is they're coming out with so many adorable interview, fun fashion, runway outfits that are perfect for any pageant girl as they go into pageant season. Yeah, and they have a full line of plus size uh, dresses too, like really interesting and unique evening gowns. You can check them all out on our site by just going to pageantplanet.com and just clicking uh, where it says pageant dresses or clicking interview outfits or fun fashion, whatever it is that you're looking for. Shale K has got the hookup. So with that being said, Jesse, kind of lead us into the conversation about how like title holders should use social media. So Stephen, today's topic really came to me as a form of a pet peeve. So I probably do, oh my goodness, hundreds of mock interviews a month. 
And the topic of social media is so popular for, for contestants as they're interviewing for their dream job. And one of my greatest pet peeves is when title holders say, well, I plan to use social media to promote the pageant, promote my platform. Okay. And then I follow up with, a, well, how do you plan to do that? And if they have developed a solid plan, they just kind of say, well, I'll just use Facebook and Instagram and maybe some Snapchat too. And that's all they come up with. Yeah. So that is a big pet peeve of mine because if you're going to say social media, have a plan and be ready to put it into practice. And I mean, for a title holder, is there certain social media channels that you feel like is better than others from your perspective? You know, yes and no. I always say it's better to be mastering one or two platforms than try to do them all and not be as consistent. So I always suggest that pick pick one that you feel most comfortable with. That could be Facebook, that could be Instagram, and pick one other that will help expand your reach of your odd, odd, opposite demographic. So if you're on Snapchat and you have found the magic formula for Snapchat, I would say the opposite demographic would be Facebook. Facebook has uh, an older demographic, um, more written content. So we want to balance the two out. So I say find at least two that you want to create your plan around. If you feel like you're super, me super media savvy and you want to integrate YouTube or um, Twitter, et cetera, go for it. But I always say it's better to do one or two really well than try to do them all and not be consistent. Great. So how can girls start to develop a plan for their uh, year as a title holder through social media? So I would love to talk through the major questions today. So the who, what, when, where, why, and how of social media. So I would say start with who. Who do you want to follow you? Do you want to be the voice for an organization? Do you want that entire nonprofit community to look at you as a resource? Do you want to target teens? Maybe that's your target demographic as far as leaving a message, being an inspiration, whether it's potential contestants. Do you want to draw people into that pageant system to show that you have a serious marketability that that pageant would benefit from as their queen? Um, and then also just overall community. Do you want to be seen as a real representative of your state, your region, your country. Figure out who specifically, and it could be a mix of those, but who you want to reach is the key. Um, so Stephen, when you were creating the pageant planet, what went into your mind as far as the demographic and, and how did that lead you to create your content? Yeah, well, what I did is I just tried to get it as narrow as possible for girls who I knew that competed. And at the time when I started Pageant Planet, I really only knew about the Miss America system and the USA system. Everything else was just new. So I knew that they had a teen division and a miss division. So I'm like, all right, so it's probably like uh, 14 to 24 or 27 for the USA. And so I just tailored all of my content for those girls. I'm like, okay, it needs to appeal to women who are between the ages of um, 14 to 27, but I wasn't really good at speaking about 14 year olds. So it ended up being more like 18 to 27. Um, and that's how I tailored all of my content. But you had to start somewhere and you had to start to build that audience and gain that reputation. So that is the perfect way to do it. So really think, who do you want to reach? The next step is the what. What will you post? Are you going to be posting advice, fashion, fitness, inspiration, events, awareness, etc. Figure out what that voice sounds like, who you are personally, how your personality will go into it. Is it going to be photos? Is it going to be videos, etc. Make sure when you're thinking about this content, it's something that you can replicate because we always talk about brand consistency and figure it out in advance. 
one of the greatest, the, the greatest challenges that I find with my own personal social media, I take a picture and I want to post it immediately. Now, sometimes I don't have the self-control to wait, but if you wait until one, you're out of the moment because you don't want to be that queen at an event on your phone the entire time. But the second piece of that is you can thoughtfully think about your caption. You can thoughtfully think about your hashtags. We will get into hashtags here shortly, but Take your time. Be patient. It's quality over quantity, um, except something like Snapchat. You want to be live um, and crazy. But what will you post? What type of content? What will it look like? And can you keep it consistent? Yeah. So when I started, whenever I start a new company or new website or anything like that, I try to develop a context, not try. I develop a context around it, which is like, what do I ultimately want to post? what result am I trying to get with the demographic that I'm trying to reach? So for pageant planet, it's how to help girls succeed in pageantry. Like everything we post, you know, this, um, cause we've talked about it time and time again on weekly calls. If it doesn't help girls succeed in pageantry, we just don't really participate in it. It doesn't make it wrong, but we just don't really do it. And, um, so we approach everything with that context and it helps to guide, uh, the content. So, um, for us, it's like funny memes on social media. We're featuring other title holders, which serves as inspiration to the girls. We're keeping them abreast on pageant news because you never know when that's going to be asked in your interview. And we have girls from all over the world. So, you know, different news channels will cater to different people differently, depending like if it's a news about a title holder in Alabama, those girls in Alabama are going to get asked about it. Um, so that's kind of how we lead the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to skip through when and where, okay. and we'll get back there. But because we did talk about already where what you'll post, like choosing your platforms. But here's one of the most important ones, and that's why. Why will people follow you? Because everyone says, my pet peeve, I'll use social media. But when I look at nine out of 10 pageant girls' social media feeds, they all look relatively similar. They all are posting pictures at events. They're posing with babies or small animals or they're at, at a soup kitchen. And those are all admirable things. But what specifically about your feed will stand out? I'm sure you're going to post some selfies because of course, when you get that right light and your makeup is on fleek, you're going to post that picture. There's no shame. But what else about your feed is going to stand out when the general public is looking at it, when the potential judge, when a pageant director, what about them is going to make them follow you? What do you have that nobody else does, right? What's your, what's your secret sauce? And a lot of that can be around your platform. A lot of it can be around your title holder plan. So it's really focusing in on, okay, think about what makes you unique and ride that into the sunset. Yeah, and if you're having trouble finding that, because it is challenging. Um, I had a coaching call this morning where one of the my consultants, they were like, why do you do what you do? And they're asking me all these drilling questions. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so it can be like challenging. Um, mm -hmm. So what I would encourage you to do is if you're in that place and you don't necessarily know what kind of message you want to portray, but you find yourself being attracted to the very same type of social media profiles, try to find a common denominator. Like let's say, um, Olivia Coppola, like he's like, oh my gosh, love her fashion, love what she's doing. Her captions are cute. I mean, she does a very good job um, with her social media. So maybe scroll all the way back to when she first got started on Instagram. 
you'll be doing a lot of scrolling, but scroll back and like watch the evolution of her brand because you can go back to the very first time she posted. Um, so do that with a few of the people that you're really interested in and maybe that'll help you give a better idea of just the context of who you are as a person. Um, the second thing, and Jesse, do you do this with your own personal stuff? Is like what inspires you? Is that kind of like how you post or... Not necessarily. I'm a very social person. So I like to post a lot about where I am, what I'm doing in my life experiences. Um, I do have a friend though that posts on the dot Wednesday wisdom. And that is, I look forward to it every week. And that is like part of this, like, what do you have that nobody else does? And she's consistent. She never skips a week. And it's always something that is fun and girl boss, girl power, inspiration. So there's something to be said for having that one person that you always can rely on. And that's what essentially this is all about. Yeah, completely. I mean, with my, with my personal one, if I'm to be authentic, I just, I guess we do so much posting on pageant planet that with my personal one, I'm just like, Oh, I want to remember this moment like for Steven. And I mean, I've taken a lot of different directions with my personal one just because I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it. Um, and so I'm just now <laughs> the only thing I post is like, Hey, I want to remember this moment. And so I go back and look through my feed and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember when I was at this part and I got to meet so-and-so and it's, so it's totally selfish motives. Um, well, it's really different when you're competing for a pageant and when you're out of pageant mode, right? Totally. Because when you're competing for a pageant, you are a brand and you're vying for the opportunity to re- represent, to align a br- your brand with another brand that you hope to represent. So you need to be consistent. You need to be dual focused both on how do you ma- maintain your own sense of self in the social media and how do you tie in with the values of the organization that you are trying to be a part of. So once you're done competing, um, you always want to, I mean, as a public figure for you and I, Stephen, I always want to maintain integrity um, and authenticity in my posting, but it's, it's just not the same. So we can have a lot more fun than all of you out there. You need to be a little more calculated, a little more planned. Um, but then when you're happily retired, like I am, you can have a little more fun. <laughs> so talk about like what you did as a title holder and like how you structured it. Or honestly, did you compete before internet or before social media was like really? Well, I, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I can't even believe that this is happening. I'm not that old. Um, no, <laughs> we were back in my day. We still listen to that <laughs> Actually, I did have the Spice Girls cassette tape, so I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, so when uh, did you give up your when did you give up your crown again? I well, I started competing in two thousand six, right? And then I gave up my crown in two thousand. I was Miss International twenty thirteen. I gave up my title in two thousand fourteen. So two thousand six was the inception of Facebook. If that gives you some reference, it does. But I mean, I can't even remember like when we started Passion Plan in two thousand nine. I mean. We, was Instagram a thing in 2009? No, Instagram wasn't even around. Wow. Not that How I amazing is it and, that that moved so quickly? And we didn't get, um, before Snapchat, Instagram was the fastest growing social media platform on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't get involved because we got our start on Twitter um, and uh, for Pageant Planet. And I don't think we got involved in Facebook until it was like 2010, 2000, no, it was 2011. Wow. It's almost like two years after when I was like, oh my gosh, this is really turning into a thing. And somebody encouraged me like, you need to do a fan page. I was like, you think people would like, like it? Like, I I didn't know. So, um, but I did it because somebody else was like, no, you you, you seriously need to get on Facebook. 
so that's that's why we got on it. Um, but for, but to answer your question, yeah. um, unless I had something else to add. No, I was going to say. I mean, so when you started competing, I mean, social media wasn't it wasn't a thing. No, you know? not. Not until I, I came back. So I, I competed in 06 and I didn't compete again until 2012. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of time to kind of absorb what was happening. Um, so in back in the day, I mean, you could have all sorts of plans, but it was more grassroots, whereas now you really can have a reach. So when I was competing in 2012, I wanted to, uh, my platform was volunteerism, as those of you who listen know. And my plan was to um, educate people on how they could find volunteer opportunities, empower them um, to continue to be volunteers and engage them into that dialogue. So I thought, how can I do that as a successful title holder? So I used my Instagram as like my get to know you kind of page. And I would still post a lot of pageant related things there, but I really used Facebook and I used, I started to create a V for volunteer campaign and it was a volunteer of the month award. And I asked for nominations for people in their own communities that they felt were fantastic volunteers. And I would feature them every single month. And I sought out local business sponsorships for $25 gift cards. So it wasn't anything crazy, but I did have a plan. And that's when you feature other people on your social media and they share it, then automatically you get more organic followers. So that's how you have to be creative. That's one of the things that I recommend is think about how you can grow that base. Because when you say to a judge, I plan to use social media to expand the audience of this system, well, how are you going to do that specifically? And it's with shareable content. It's with tagging other people. It's have you mastered the use of hashtags if you are a communication major, et cetera. So you have to think about something that serves your purpose, your platform, your personality that will engage a, a larger audience other than you and who people that are close to you. Right. So and if that, I guess, can be overwhelming uh, for some people in your VIP member, submit the question or talk to Jesse 101 or whatever other coaches and we'll help you formulate it. Um, or I guess even sign up for a one-on-one -on -one coaching call and go over this specifically. But it's a very, yeah. I mean, you're going to get asked this on social media, um, in interview, something about social media, the effect in society, what are your plans, how do you plan to use as a title holder? Um, so what do you feel like, is there one best strategy that title holders can use that's like, what's the silver bullet strategy that you found that girls can use as it pertains to social media? That's just a good foundational answer in interview. So I think, I don't know if there is a silver bullet, but what I say is make sure it makes sense. Because if you see someone else doing um, one particular strategy, that may not necessarily work for you, your platform, your plan, your audience. So it needs to work for you. It needs to be your core. For instance, we had a VIP member and we, her platform is about um, healthy, healthy lifestyles for teens. And we kind of cooked up, no pun intended, this um, idea for her to do a menu Monday of a wellness Wednesday and a fitness Friday. And we said, okay, you post three days a week, these mini feature videos about all of these different tips and tricks to make it easy. And sure enough, she has been so fantastic about it and her following has grown tremendously. And again, you rely on her. You look as though you are truly committed because nothing is worse as a judge than looking up some, someone's social media after they have talked all about the amazing things they've done and they've done it for the past two weeks. So it's, you need to start now. If your pageant is five months away, start today thinking about that strategy and be 
be reliable. Let me as a judge see that I can trust you. Um, a few other things you can do. Use a hashtag. And I say there's always two hashtags you should use as a title holder. The one is to create your own. That's only yours. Nobody else can replicate it. If it has your platform name or your name in it, extra bonus points, that's great. But that way, if a judge clicks on your hashtag, they see all of the history of anyone else that has used it, if you used it, etc. The other is pick one hashtag in particular that's part of a community that you associate with. So if, again, it's if it's your platform or if it's your system or if it's a particular topic, that way, one, if people are searching that hashtag, they'll find you. And then the second reason to be part of that larger community. So an individual hashtag to stand out so you can be trackable and a second to align you with a proper hashtag that's fitting to help grow a relevant community. Gotcha. So like when girls are, I mean, for you listening, if you're feeling a bit lost, like I always try to look to like, what do I, am I organically already doing that I'm passionate about? Because I mean, you see this too, when girls go in the interview room and they're talking about their platform, but you know that there's a disconnect between mm -hmm. them talking about their platform and like living, being passionate about it. And if you're talking about posting on your, <laughs> your face is on it. Yeah. So if you're talking about posting something or a strategy that you're not passionate about, it's just not going to work. And you'll hear like a lot of my strategies with everybody is how to help them become more successful or more profitable. I just love seeing that in other people. I love helping other people succeed, um, whether it is in pageantry or anything else. So um, let's say if you're passionate about just promoting pageantry um, and specifically like the cr crown that you're shooting for, make your strategy around like featuring other title holders in your system. Your director would certainly love that because it gives a lot of exposure to her system. But, you know, you can just feature, like if you're in the Miss America system, for example, feature girls that you're competing with or in other states that are in the Miss America system that are doing amazing things with their platform or, you know, business or project or with their reign, um, you know, and kind of tell a little backdrop of the story behind them. Something that you are both passionate about and that you can make that connection inside the interview room. I love that. And I going back to, to my my strategy back back in the day now that I've <laughs> aged about ten years, um, when you engage other people, that's when you'll succeed with social media. If you make it all about you all of the time, you're going to find yourself hitting roadblocks as far as building your audience and um, generating interest. So whether it's, to Stephen's point, whether you use um, people in your system or other contestants or, or whoever your audience is, that will help dramatically. I mean, when I was doing hit or miss, on a, when I was writing the hit or miss, I should give more context around that. When I was writing the hit or miss articles for the pageant planet, I really wanted to kind of establish myself as a voice in pageant fashion. So if I were to follow a pageant and I saw a dress that I loved, even if I had never met this girl, even if she lived a thousand miles away, I would say, oh my gosh, my favorite gown from this pageant was so-and-so and I would tag them. Sure enough, I think every single person that I featured 
followed me. And I think I got a bunch of her friends followers too, because she would always repost it because I was the queen of fashion for the pageant planet. So it just goes such a long way to acknowledge other people's efforts. And if you listen to our last podcast, um, we talked about um, how to maintain confidence when other people are succeeding. One of the things we focused on was not to be jealous um, and to find success in other successes. So use that strategy when you're like surfing social media. And if you see something that really relates to you, um, go for it, highlight it. And, you know, it's a little bit, it's like self-serving in a way, but it also is going to make that other person feel awesome. Yeah. I can remember, um, one of the guys he's, he's taught me just a lot about marketing, but he never starts a new business unless, um, it does a few things, but one of those things are, unless it feeds the ego of someone else. And oftentimes we view that as a very negative thing, but he didn't have that perspective on it. He just like, yeah, I mean, we all, I mean, that's, that's why social media and Snapchat is so popular. It's like socially acceptable to take selfies and not only socially acceptable, it's like highly encouraged. Um, but so it's a, it's an ego driven thing. Like we are the, the star of our own movie everybody else's sub characters and you know, if we make other people the stars of our movie or at least a co-star, then it makes them feel really good about themselves. And I mean, there's no wrong in that. It's a lot of good. And in pageantry, you you are a servant. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say we all are, but most of us compete in pageantry and some level want to help others. And we do that through all sorts of different ways. So this is your chance to show that you are serving others in everyday lifestyle, even if it's something as simple as social media. Um, so to get back onto like really what we're the meat of what we want to talk about today is find that strategy. Think about when they say, I want, what do you want to do to promote the pageant on social media? You can say, well, I already have in place a Wednesday wisdom where I feature inspirational quotes and I tag five women that week that I think would benefit from reading that inspirational quote. And I encourage others to tag friends in addition to that. And because of that, I've built my following. I have a reputation for being positive and uplifting, and that's a reputation that I want this pageant to have. So, oh my gosh, I never lost it. Um, so that's something that I think you'd be able to parlay into your pageant experience. So um, it doesn't have to be that answer, but that's how you can show that you have a plan in place. Yeah, I really love that, especially in an interview, because it's almost like, if you don't believe what I'm saying is true, I dare you. Like, check out my social media. Just look at this hashtag. Mm -hmm. And it's proof in the pudding that you were doing this and that you are who you said that you are, like, way before. Um, and I actually, I know of a girl who actually lost a pageant because of her social media. Um, no. Yeah. She was, like, front runner, then the director. Not even saying that this is right, but I do know that this happened. For a big national pageant, the director saw something where she had some uh, not so great pictures on there. And when they found out about those images, and actually one of the judge found it out, brought it to them, she they gave it to the first runner up wow. and not the actual girl. So, totally not even saying that that's right, but it was that was a big deterrent for them. So, I mean, if you can show who that you are through your social media, it goes a long way because if you are like that front runner and judges are really interested in you, but maybe they're interested in a few other girls at night, yeah, you just like, well, let me see what she's like on social media and mm -hmm. compare them to the other people. 
and then they either fall more in love with you or they fall out of love with you. So that strategy is awesome. I loved how you brought it up to, like, to, to present that in the interview. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it goes without saying this is a whole nother conversation. But Stephen, to your point, scrub your social media. Make sure that you there's not there's nothing on there that you wouldn't want your mother to see or read or your grandmother even more. My goodness, if you're Italian, you know what I mean by that. Um, but that too. And I mean, we can speak to the current Miss Teen USA who had definitely had a firestorm around her for some tweets that she had made, gosh, three, four years ago. I mean, she's she was just a child at that point and not that it was right. She definitely needs to take accountability and responsibility. But scrub your social media because you need to be representative of that organization, you do not want to be a, um, you want, you do not want to have egg on the face of the organization within your first 24 hours when someone happens to look you up. Don't give anybody a reason to question your integrity. Um, so when rule of thumb, when in doubt, don't post it or delete it. Okay. So you, you jumped over, I think when and what do we need to cover those? We can. So when will you post? Um, I talked about, we talked about Wednesday wisdom. We talked about menu Monday, wellness Wednesday, like our other VIP member who I hope you go follow her because I don't want to say who she is, but I'm sure if you hashtag those things, you might see her. Um, when will you post? Let us rely on your posting schedule, especially if you're creating a concrete plan. Nothing is more reliable than knowing on a date and time that you're going to be posting something of a certain topic. So it doesn't have to be three times a week. It can just be one time a week. And it's, can be something that you you don't even have to articulate it as that once a week. It can just be, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to be posting about my last appearance or I'm going to be posting about um, my platform, an organization, a resource, etc. Build up that continuity. So at Pageant Planet, we have a content calendar for all of our social media as any successful business does. So I always say, sit down, look at your month ahead, figure out, okay, is if I only post once a week, what is the most valuable post I'm going to make and make that your priority and then build everything else around that. That's great. And That's when. Yeah. And it, it's creating structure so that you can't fail. Like I remember when I was first getting started and I was one writing articles and doing all the posting, my life was ran by alarms. So I just set like, it was like 12 alarms a day. It was like, Hey, post on this channel. Hey, post here. Hey, do this. Um, and that's how I ran my life and you're busy. You're doing appearances and all that stuff. So by setting alarms on your phone, it helps to create the habit. And if you are using Facebook as one of your platforms and you have a Facebook page or a group, little known fact, you can schedule your posts. So if you find yourself going crazy, that is a really um, optimum way to post. If you know that you can at least get Facebook out of the way, build your posts in advance and go ahead and schedule them, that'll help you out significantly. That's great. Okay, so we did when, uh, did mm-hmm. we do what? We, need to we do did what? what? What is the what you'll post? The what content. You'll post. Okay. Yes. We didn't cover where. Where? Where is the last well, one? Okay. Before we skipped over it. So um, where is the what platforms will you post? Um, so if we summarize these real quick, who do you want to follow you? What kind of community do you want to create? What will you post? The content around it. When will you post? We just covered that. Relying on a posting schedule. Where will you post? Choosing, choosing your platforms. We always say at least two. Um, anything above that, uh, make sure that it's consistent and it's solid. Why? Why will they follow you? What do you have that nobody else does? What is your X factor? What draws people to your pages? And lastly, we already talked about um, how you will build a following. Um, how will you? Do we talk about how? I'm looking at no, my notes. No, I don't think we did talk specifically about like how to build a following. 
Yes. But I can say this, like if you just decided, Jesse, that you were no longer going to talk about pageantry and all of a sudden you just started talking about car tires and that's all you talked about. You talk about car trends and car threads and the tires and what's the best and all that. Sooner or later, somebody's going to have a question about tires and you're like, you know what? You should ask Jesse. Jesse knows a lot about tires. That's true. <laughs> and then, and honestly, that's how we got started. Because we were at the time, we were the only one posting about pageant tips, and we just every day pageant tips, pageant tips, pageant tips, pageant tips, and I was like, oh, okay, well, follow Pageant Planet; they know a thing or two, and that's mm-hmm. how I got started. So organically, by just that consistent factor, that's how you build um, your following. One, what's some of the other tips that you have? Some of the others. Um- what I did when I was competing, I didn't want to give out any of my personal information when I was at appearances, but appearances are such a valuable opportunity for you to build your following outside of your normal market and your normal community. So I made these networking cards and it had my name, it had my title, and it had all of my social media handles so people could follow me right then and there. And I always made sure I wanted to follow back. So if people follow you, do them the courtesy of following back. It just creates good rapport. Um, so having those networking cards because when you are not at home or you're not at your computer, you don't want to miss an opportunity to have somebody follow you. And we already did talk about the hashtags, having the two different hashtags, um, at least two. And then if you do Instagram regularly, I don't know if you know this, but you can have up to 30 hashtags. So think about this to use it to your advantage. So you can do general tags like pageant, hashtag pageant, hashtag beauty, hashtag makeup, hashtag outfit of the day, et cetera, hashtag brand, whatever that is. And you never know when people are going to be scrolling through hashtags and they'll find you and say, oh my gosh, I love that outfit and they'll follow you. And you can always tag your location as well and people will be searching those in addition. So those are some ways just to build your following organically um, just by using hashtags and handing out um, other not networking cards when you're doing your appearances. That's great. Yeah. And on Facebook, you don't really need to do hashtag tags because their search works like without hashtags, just like it does with, mm-hmm. um, and we've tested both on pageant planet, like with hashtags and without, and it hasn't really made a noticeable difference either way. Um, so, but yeah, hashtags on Instagram, they definitely work. And like what, what we do for those of you that follow us on Instagram at pageant planet um, you'll probably notice that we put our hashtags in the first comment. Like we don't put it up there with the text. We do it in the first comment because after, oh, I think it's three comments or two comments that it, it collapses. And so you no longer see all the hashtag, but you still get the the juices from it. So that's kind of how we're able to do it. So it doesn't look as like spammy, but you can still get that interaction. And we've tested it there both without the hashtags, uh, because honestly, I like the way it looks better. And we've tested it with the hashtags and um, our following and our engagement always goes up when we use hashtags. So I would definitely suggest using hashtags on Instagram. So that is the when, where, why, what, how, I think I missed one in there, but you get the idea. So overall, in summary, when you are asked about social media, if you can use the word already, I always say that's the magic word in interview when you can point to something you've already done to prove that you are capable. Uh, so that's the first thing. If you can use the word already, you've already built this foundation. And then tell me what you are already are doing, whether it's that weekly posting, whether it's featuring, featuring monthly superstars, whether it's um, connecting with local organizations, whatever that is, your what, great. 
then tell me how, how this will benefit the system. It say, well, it will show us as a reputable member of um, the community. It will target women who have like-minded interests and want to serve others, etc. So always have the, the past, the present, and the future. Your social media campaign and your plan has to contain those three things. That's great. So if this conversation just completely stressed somebody out or went over their head, how can they like start working with you, like book you for just like a 20 minute session, something like that, to where you can help provide clarity specifically for them and specifically around their platform and the goal that they want to achieve? Yeah, so you can find um, our VIP membership or our one-on-one coaching sessions because you would actually be amazed at how quickly your social media plan can come to fruition. Once we sit down and we talk about, okay, well, who are you? What is your brand? What words describe you? What organizations do you partner with or would you like to partner with? And what is your ultimate legacy going to be as a title holder? It really kind of falls into place pretty easily. So you can book a one-on-one coaching session to flush out that plan when you visit pageantplanet.com slash coaching. Or if you go to services, it says one-on-one coaching in that drop-down menu. So pretty easy to find. Again, they're 20-minute sessions, so I know you're all super busy. Um, We get that done, and we're super efficient, and then you'll be on your way to being a social media superstar. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Steven. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.